gets it to first. The Browns are world champions. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They reach the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. It's episode 144 of First Future Considerations. Man, I'm excited. You should see the countdown we got on this recording program now. It dims the screen like we're at the movies. Remember the old one with the projector that would spin and the numbers yeah. would count? It's kind of like what, what it looks like there. Where's it's the, pretty sick. I was having a terrible day. I was in a bad mood when I got in here. <laughs> now I got uh, now this countdown's really turned things around. For two weeks in a row, Rashad, he's been in a terrible mood. And then seconds later, he gets in a good mood. Hey, Rashad, this uh, as I said, episode 144. Did you know that the number 144 has a deep history ingrained in Vancouver Canucks lore? 144? 144. What's that? The 144th pick in the NHL draft by the Vancouver Canucks has produced... Matt Cook in 1997, Brent Sopel wow. in 1995, ah. and a bunch of other shitty players. <laughs> uh, but, but yet, <laughs> you've, you've had, uh, oddly enough, Pavel Duma in 2000. Who? No NHL games. Uh, Carl <laughs> Neal in 2015. Uh, it's early. No NHL games. <laughs> and Jacob Truscott in 2020. It's early for him, but but no NHL games. Of all the uh, of all the teams that are in here that have picked 144th that I'm looking at, hmm, Vancouver's picked 144th a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. But there's a lot of Vancouver Canuck picks in there. So 144 <laughs> is what? So like the middle of the seventh round? It, I guess if we're doing like, well, 31 teams, right? So 31 teams by so seven would the be the fifth round. It's late in the fifth round. Okay, late in the fifth round. So, but some of those years there weren't 30 teams in there. Right, right, and the, the trade picks and all that stuff. And but no, 144th overall, John. You should be proud of of what uh, the the 144th pick has done for you in the draft. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're no what? Detroit, but we're pretty close. Yeah, In Detroit. Wait a picks. minute! You're proud of Matt Cook and Brent Sokol? <laughs> hey, Matt uh, Cook played on the edge. He was a hell of a player. He had like thousand people. NHL games. That guy. He killed people. Yeah, like yeah. he was a hat hunter. He was great after he left Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> just for for everybody else's record, because I know you're hanging on the edge here. Uh, the the Red Wings drafted Magnus Nielsen, one forty fourth overall in 1996. No NHL games. Okay, and the Montreal Canadiens drafted Stephen Rohr, R O H A R O H. No, it's in nineteen. Stefan Rar in nineteen ninety. No NHL games. So what you're saying is. 144 is not great. Not really. So Matt Cook's number one. Gary Howitt is number two. He was drafted in 1972 with that uh, in games played. Then Brent Sopel. Um, and that's really it. So if you wow. got the 144th pick, you might as well draft your kid. <laughs> no one else is coming up from the system anyways. Damn, man. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on that sour note, let's change gears right away. 
I'm feeling and better talk than about something Magnus. else. <laughs> I'm feeling better than Magnus, whoever that was for the Detroit Red Wings. What about Stefan Rar? <laughs> We've played the same number of NHL games, so I feel yeah, good. See, that's pretty sick. <laughs> Greatest name in professional hockey. <laughs> uh, hey, it's good to connect with you guys again after a busy weekend. Um, Rashad, you're on vacation, right? I we, am. We sh- yes, we should yes. be thrilled that you're joining us in a cabana. Yes, right now doing the show. The, the loyalty this guy has is unbelievable. It really is, and incredible. I have no idea what he's wearing because we can't see what's below his neck. But all we see are two what look like fin tank top. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was more of a suspender look. Yeah, it, it could be. Yeah, yeah, like it reminds me of that Borat swimsuit. <laughs> and it's a good thing we can't see the bottom part <laughs> and just the top part. So we're shot. Whatever you're doing on vacation, <laughs> keep doing it. Just leave us out of it. We're shot All sitting right. there at a cabana on the beach wearing just suspenders and a belt. <laughs> nothing else <laughs> nothing else uh, well someone's gonna have a good time tonight <laughs> uh, hey and you had training camp on the weekend how was that yeah we had camp so all of a sudden right uh we we had camp for three days and leamington flyers and flyers and then our first exhibition game is on the 25th so in a uh, week and a little bit uh, regular season opens September the 8th, and just like that, we'll talk to you hopefully in uh, the middle of May. The GOJHL Championship on the line, Leamington Flyers oh, gunning for, for it again. Huh? You know any goalies? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> I, I looked him up, too, by the way. 6'2", uh, 175 from Fenton, Michigan. Oh. He uh, played for Miami of Ohio. Uh, wasn't great. Was he a goalie? And, uh, no, he was a center. Okay. Um, but had goalie-like point totals <laughs> in university. <laughs> <laughs> Capped out at uh, nine goals and eight assists for 17 points in 27 games uh, with Miami of Ohio in 92-93. And played six games in the ECHL before... Moving on to insurance or whatever he's doing. Now. Let's see if we can track him down and get him on the show. You How just need the pronunciation. And if he says it's anything other than Stefan Rar, then uh, <laughs> we're going to hang up on him probably. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, guys, I got a hot inside scoop for you, too. The Owen Sound oh, Attack. Oh, look at what, this. What what show already. Okay. Yeah. The Owen Sound Attack, a major transaction already. John Rashot returning as the uh, video board operator for the 2022-23 uh, oh, season. Wow, that is huge news. Since what did you account for? 80% of their wins last season? Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. That's, that's, that's the biggest off-season deal that we've heard of yet. I gotta get Dale DeGray on the show, the GM oh, of the attack. He's, he's Just, a, <laughs> how does he do it? How does he keep signing John Rashot? That's what I mean. Like all I know is like the last I heard on the waiver wire was that John was looking for <laughs> not John Rashad, but John Goudreau money. Oh. Somehow he ends up back in Owen Sound, a loyal cat. Nice to see. There's still some loyalty in sports, right, John? That's he right. He comes back for another year. Guaranteed Western Conference Championship now. <laughs> what was he doing on the waiver wire? Uh, like, like, he's so you gotta, good. Like, you got to dip your toes out there. I mean, uh, I, I can't believe somebody didn't snag him 
up. Somebody offered a, a pesto chicken club from Burger King, mm-hmm. and uh, it's done deal. And they're that's, like, that's all his right, bonus. All right, that's a signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> the only man in his contract that doesn't ask for money, but is asking the own sound attack to donate towards building an Arby's in Gray Bruce County. <laughs> 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 He's got his GoFundMe of getting him an Arby's up there. All I, all I want is a regular contribution to that, and I'm back, boys. That's big time stuff for sure. <laughs> Breaking news here on the podcast. That's right. Big time. Hey, a big thanks to everyone, too, who has been listening to all our episodes. Uh, the last 143 episodes, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, and we got a great email from a new listener. That makes 11 people. So, <laughs> ha, mom, <laughs> Daniel in Windsor. Uh, thinks that uh, Manny is is just brilliant. Um, he, thinks, <laughs> he thinks John's Don, John's pretty good, and uh, he didn't he didn't actually really comment on me. But welcome <laughs> aboard, Daniel. Um, I understand you're a Packers fan, a, a Yankees fan, and anybody else that would have been popular at the time, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then a Leafs fan, and so. then a Leafs fan. So, <laughs> but uh, his emails talking about uh, he's got some Mickey Mantle souvenir stuff that uh, he's going to give us. He's going to uh, give us, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just okay. a straight trade, and uh, <laughs> Rashad gets a chicken sandwich, <laughs> and we get <laughs> Mickey Mantle. Actually, he's trading the Mickey Mantle stuff for John Rashad, so oh. you're going to now live in uh, in Windsor with with Daniel. And he's got. Uh, he wants some love for the uh, the Packers uh, MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and I've got them winning the Super Bowl in my pinata pick. So let's go, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go drink some ayahuasca or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are off let's to the go three, Let's go see three moons, Daniel. <laughs> Yeah, we love hearing from listeners who join the debate and uh, suggest guests and offer some questions. And uh, speaking of which, we have plenty of questions for today's show. High drive, sent to deep left field. That ball is crushed to the back of the pavilion and on top of the pavilion. Wow. An absolute blast to left field for Nando. His 42nd of the year. It's a two-run shot. And that will get out of Dodger Stadium been a while since we've heard that fernando tatis jr hitting a home run and we'll have to wait a little longer as the star shortstop for the padres has been suspended for 80 games for performance enhancing drug use we had a few questions about this one joey in toledo emailed us and asked us if tatis just ruined san diego's world series hopes you sure did you (laughs) sure did uh tatis yeah i mean the the San Diego Padres, for the most part, in what you can do in baseball, went all in at the trade deadline and get Juan Soto. They get Hader from Milwaukee. And, you know, we talked about it on, on the show ourselves. Really, the, the transaction they needed at the trade deadline was getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back. And you don't have to give up too much and you're getting a, a superstar back. Well, he's not going to play this year. He's going to miss 34 games next year at the beginning of the year. A.J. Preller, the general manager, calling him out in his statement yeah. and stuff like this. This is like he's a guy now that's starting to creep into that very well could be a problem uh, on on that resume um, for for him. At, at, you know, it's it's unfair at twenty three, but yeah, this this uh, I'm, I don't want to strike a line right through San Diego because I don't love anybody in the National League other than what the Dodgers are doing, even though they lose Walker Bueller. 
But yeah, like I think I think San Diego went all in because they knew they were getting Tatis Jr. back and Slam Diego, and all of a sudden uh, they're they're sitting with the guys that they have. Yeah, can you imagine being the GM and then you wake up and hear this one morning, or you get a call and hear this and just. Oh my God, (laughs) how much harder did my job just get? It's awful. It is like you might not want to strike a line through them, but I will strike a line through them because they went from the second best team to like the fourth best team, maybe even the fifth best. Like the Cardinals are leading their division now. Yep. Um, Got them in the pool too. Let's go boys. Who could have predicted that? Everyone after they (laughs) traded Josh Hader. For Taylor Rogers, what was Milwaukee doing? The Nets and the Braves are better than the Padres now. The Padres, before the Soto deal, were plus 2,200 to win the World Series. They dropped to plus 800 after the Soto trade. Now they're back plus 1,400 after the Titis news broke. Yeah, yeah. And they're only five and seven, the Padres are, since Soto joined the team. Mm -hmm. Like, as you mentioned, Tatis was supposed to put them over the top. Yeah. Now Nando is going to wait yeah. and just watch from the sidelines and hope and pray to God that they'll have a pretty good team next year too because he's going to miss the first 34, 36 games, whatever it is, yep. at the beginning of next year. This, this is terrible news for the Padres, and he's taken a performance-enhancing drug, a, a drug. He actually took a drug for a, a wrist that he broke while – Riding his bike? Yeah. And he didn't know that this banned substance was, was in the uh, drug? For tapeworm. It was for oh, right. tapeworm, right? Yes, it was for it his was tapeworm. While he was injured? While he was injured with the broken yeah. wrist from the bike. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Like, I bad. think the GM is right to call out so his maturity. I. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, like you said, John, that's frustration boiling over for him. Like and I was I was impressed that that was like that was a written statement right from from Preller it wasn't an interview was it or it was, was an it? interview he okay it wasn't I interview. thought it was a written statement I was going to say that's impressive that that they'd even let that in a written statement because that's an emotional response um, and that's you know I, guy like I got I got Hater here I got uh, Soto right. here like we're stacked to take on the Dodgers and that's what comes up it's it's a bad look. For sure. Here's another baseball question from a listener. This one is from Jeff in Windsor, who knows you guys are Tigers fans. And Happy Alavila has been fired as GM. Jeff wants to know who our thoughts are on the candidates to replace him. Well, there's, if depending where you read and where you look, there's like 20 names yeah. out there. Yeah. 20 names. Like, um, none of them are household. Like, there are household names. You want Theo, right? Epstein? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The former Cubs GM, the guy who built the Cubs, they won the World Series. The Red Sox, too. Got rid of the drought. Right? Um, He's not going to take the job. I don't know, Manny. I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm going to give you a guy who worked underneath him. Okay. Jason McLeod, who's working in Arizona, assistant GM. He served under Theo. He's good. Okay. Brandon Gomes, the Dodgers GM, but he's um, working under Friedman. Okay. Right? The guy I really like is Dana Brown, who's the VP of scouting for the Braves. Okay. 
I like Alex Anthopoulos a lot. Yeah. I really like what he did Big with the Jays. Fan. Really liked what he did with the Braves. Yeah. Dana Brown also worked with the Jays. He also worked with the Nationals. Here are the guys he scouted and brought into their lineup. Soto, Harper, Trey Turner, Rendon, and Washington. Bichette, Manoa, Vladdy, Kirk, Moreno, Romano, and Toronto. Albies, Acuna, Riley, Anderson, and Atlanta. Like studs, young studs. Mm-hmm. This is not a quick fix in Detroit. Just look at the disaster of a roster that we have this year. They're big free agent pitcher signings, not even pitching. And their big bat that they signed is actually waiting for the ball to bounce in front of the plate before he actually hits the ball. I, I was impressed that he hit it. I, it was such a, a knock on the guy. It was actually impressive. It was great. Uh, the Indian national team asked if he wanted to play cricket for him. So, so I'm good with signing a young guy who has learned under other stud GMs in baseball, has been through different systems, has a track record of scouting tremendous talents and helping the Tigers go forward. That's who I'm hoping for. And I'm I'm done with it. I don't want this I don't want a kid to learn anymore. I want I want a guy. I want a guy that's actually done it. The names that you rhyme off are impressive. If you find me a scout that didn't like those guys, what's he doing in baseball? I mean, if, if I will find I'm you worried a scout. about. I'm worried about a, a as a general manager. I'm not looking for the scouting director. I'm not looking for the director of player development. Apparently, Ryan Garko is the next greatest thing that's ever happened to baseball. What about Don Kelly? Your boy. I Don want a Kelly. guy DKB. I want a guy that can identify underappreciated talent and trade it for nothing and bring it here. I want a guy that can convince high-end free agents that Detroit is actually a place that you want to be. I don't want the guy that's going to go find Bryce Harper in the draft who we're not going to see in four years. I want somebody to come in now and change this thing fast and get somebody in here named Theo friggin' gosh darn Epstein to turn this program around. He's not. You know why he's not? Because Chris Illich is too much of a pussy to open up the phone. So we're going to get somebody – I don't want a Dodgers guy. I don't want the guy that's coming from the biggest payroll in baseball. We're not going to have the biggest payroll in baseball. Like we're looking as as ridiculous as it sounds. We're looking for Billy Bean because you're not going to get a lot of money out of this owner. And this is even worse because like you said, the starting pitcher that you signed that you went out on a limb and signed was a bust. Javier Baez is a bust. Why am I going to spend all this money now? The guys you're bringing in aren't even the right guys. Now we got to sit on all these contracts. Now you want more money. We got to go find the guy that's that can identify under the radar talent. But it's not in five years. It's it's got to be now because you're just going to lose everybody. Like Torque's not going to stay. Who cares? Scruble's not going to stay. Mize is gone for a year and a half already. Like you want to fix this team? Fix the goddamn uh, medical clinic that that you run in and out of that place. I mean, I've seen the walk-in at uh, at Riverside is is not as busy as what that injury room must be like for the Tigers with every right-handed pitcher or left-handed pitcher getting hurt, shoulders this and that. Like you got to blow the whole thing up. And I don't want a kid or a somebody who's new to the job to be the one that does it. 
you're not going to find a vet. Who are you going to get? Jeff Lunau? I don't want Jeff Lunau either. Unless you're going to go get him to cheat. If you want to come in and cheat, man, do it. Come on in. I'm tired of it. Cheat. Get us a World Series. I just don't see it happening. I don't either. Like the the question is, you can can hope for the prayer, but like, let's look at something realistic. Well, the questions are, you know, the question is, what are our thoughts on the candidates to replace him? I don't like any of them. I don't actually, I don't mind Jason McLeod. I like Jason McLeod. If you're going to get somebody, get him from the tree, at least. Right. Of somebody that's, you know, find a way to get Jed Hoyer's guy that that worked uh, under Theo. Try to get a guy that worked with... Kevin Towers, when when Kevin Towers was around, like try to find somebody like that that's actually been around them. We've got an experienced manager who's the best manager this franchise has had since since um, Jim Leland. Don't waste this on a guy that's got to learn the job again. There's too much that needs to be fixed here to teach a guy on the on the run to do it. You're shaking your head. It's uh, I'm telling you what I want. What I think is going to happen is exactly what's on your list. I think we're going to get some guy that, oh, he was the director of Australian scouting for the, <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks for a year and a half. Fantastic. That's great. Just move the team then. Like if you don't want to if you don't want to spend the money, just sell it because you're embarrassing your father. What you're doing, Chris with this franchise so i two-part answer i don't want anybody that's actually going to be interviewed or hired i want you to go get somebody that's going to fix this team which is not going to happen i'm on the record saying it is not going to happen so matt wants a little caesar's pizza from the illich family right now (laughs) (laughs) at least that's that pizza is going to have some meat on it (laughs) Did you guys see Rodolfo Castro of the Pittsburgh Pirates? Lost his cell phone as it fell out of his back pocket while sliding into third base in the middle of a game. Castro slides into third. His phone comes out of his pocket. Now that's a first. (laughs) And there's Adam Hammery. Dude, your phone is down there. Hey, right there. Castro is now appealing a one-game suspension handed down from Major League Baseball. We asked people on social media their thoughts. What are your thoughts? The one-game suspension is funny from Major League Baseball because, again, this is like this is embarrassing. This is something that, it, it, in, in reality, and I'll kind of get to my point in a second. But the one-game suspension, <laughs> the first thing I think of is the Josh Donaldson thing. So you've now valued those two things at the same level because they each got one-game suspensions, right? The Jackie Robinson. The Jackie Robinson thing calling um, uh, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, Jackie. Yeah. So now you've you've put those two things at the same level. A guy, a major league, a professional athlete with his cell phone in his back pocket and a guy referring to an African-American baseball player as Jackie Robinson with some history behind using that term and and continuing to bring that out. This to me is a 100% kangaroo court decision. This is the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is the manager and the guys in the room. Figure out his penalty. That's on you guys. You can fine him whatever you want in the room. You can bench him for a couple of days. I think this is entirely an in-house thing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I think this, if this is not severe, it is, again, proof that this that, that organization's in, in bad hands. Yeah, you stole my line. Like, I, what's Major League Baseball doing in this except they could find the guy i can see baseball finding the guy sure sure what are you doing suspending him like 
The, yeah. the, the reason is they've been embarrassed. Exactly. There's a baseball player with a cell phone in yep. his back pocket yep. in the middle of a game. Exactly. When everyone is supposed to be dedicated and passionate and focused on the play at hand, this guy is playing Tetris on his phone, waiting for the ball to be hit so he can slide into third base. Well, it is baseball. It, right. it does get kind of dry out there. And I think it was a BlackBerry Q5 that was shot at. <laughs> hey, some of the apps still work on that one, I hear. That's right. Netflix. I was streaming Superstore on it today. <laughs> <laughs> so baseball is embarrassed because this guy's playing Candy Crush. Yeah. Like just find the guy and let Pittsburgh do the rest. Yeah. You know, I am totally with. And I wanted to ask you guys about the Field of Dreams game last week. What did you think of the game? And Dave of Owen Sound asked what we thought of the Harry Carey hologram for taking me out to the ball game. Here's the thing about baseball, John. <laughs> Here we go. Everybody get comfortable. Uh, do you have the music again? Just actually, just oh, yeah, Harry Carey singing under. It's fade me out. There is nothing in sports like this. This is the best sport event, single day sporting event in the world of sports. That's what you said about the NHL outdoor classic when it started. Yeah. When it started, they, they ruined it because they play 11 of them now a year. <laughs> this is literally the best sporting event of the year. They do such a tremendous job covering this game, broadcasting the game, the everything else that happens around it. I thought the Harry Carey thing was unbelievable. I thought it was awesome. The Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior play and catch, even though Senior dropped the ball in the first throw. The players <laughs> coming out of the corn. Like, there is nothing in sports that compares to how good that is. I will take all of it. And I just hope they don't ruin this because it was just as good as the first one. I give baseball credit for using new technology to bring in Harry Carey. Yeah. thought it was a little bit weird, though. To be honest. In fact, I like the Griffies coming out of the corn and playing catch. I thought that was amazing. That like, was very cool. What a great start to that. Very to, uh, cool. Setting the stage yeah. to the historic Field of Dreams game yeah. and playing yeah. on the field. Well, even the John, the John Smoltz story, right? Right. Like, like that's With just. Dad. Yeah. Joey Votto mic'd up on the field. Was like, awesome. That was great. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get into broadcasting sooner rather than later. For sure. But um, I just thought the Harry Carey thing was a little bit weird, but I do give baseball credit <laughs> for using technology to try to advance something because we've never really seen that. No. The, the closest that we've seen that is the NFL games where – They've they brought in um, like the Carolina Panthers actually had a yeah, Panther yeah, yeah. jumping around For the sure. stadium, For right? Sure. That sort of thing. But it wasn't anything about a song or a, a legendary figure yeah. singing. And it didn't look right? goofy. Like I mean, it, it was a hologram, but like it didn't look like it was really terribly put together or anything like that. It, it didn't look realistic, but it was it was really neat. What did you think, John? Because you'd, you'd love this whole technology thingamabob. With his BlackBerry Q5. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I loved it. Normally, I've heard of people saying, oh, one day we're going to all go to concerts and we're going to watch a hologram perform at a concert. That wouldn't do it for me. But this, when it's part of a big celebration of the game and you're honoring the history, and um, I thought it fit. I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was smooth. It looked good. It yeah. sounded great. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought they did a great job. How do you get tickets to this game? Have you seen the cost of these tickets? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Because there's only the 8,000 seats right. there, right? Through the roof. Is it really? Yeah. Because like, as I'm watching it, like again, if baseball is going to do it right, and they, they've played it through the, the way that they would with the Yankees and the White Sox and now the, the Reds and the Cubs, Tigers should be in Coming the next up. year and a half. Coming up. Like, yeah. or, or two years, I guess I should say. If they're not next year, they should be the, the year after. It'd be neat. It would be neat. It would be cool to go, but um, the average purchase price was a thousand dollars, nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars. You know what? There's something that's not completely unreasonable about that. What? Really? Really? <laughs> There's something that's not completely unreasonable about that. So, Rashad, did you hear this? Matt is paying our way. For the next yes. Field of I've, Dreams game. Guys, I've got flights taken care of already. Dyersville, Iowa. I get uh, my second cousin lives there. We Is just, there an airport in Dyersville? Yeah, I think it's in Kansas and we drive. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I, we got it all mapped out. I'll, I'll get Ooh. on uh, Hotwire. We'll find our. Uh, we might just sleep on the porch of the house. Yeah, here I'm trying to coax a couple <laughs> pigeons into the microwave to feed my family, and Matt's not scoffing at a thousand dollar thousand dollar ticket. ticket. Three thousand, really? <laughs> yeah. Let's bring Daniel in Windsor too. Hey, let's let's bring him along. Let's go. He likes history. He likes yeah. all these old teams that. <laughs> I haven't really done much. <laughs> yeah. And if you need a guy to drop the ball in a game of catch, I'm your guy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you bring uh, Rashad's out. We start, uh, I wouldn't be able to see straight. Uh, it would be the tears falling over my eyes uh, <laughs> playing catch with you at the Field of Dreams site, Rashad. That's, that's something I've always, I've always wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it was funny actually when that that game was on i was watching it with my son and he said dad you know what that would be a that would be a really cool place to go and play catch i said it would be that's why i asked john if he's available next summer <laughs> and crosley hammered you yeah, crosley you want to uh, hold the camera while uh, john and i have a catch it's <laughs> terrible oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Major League Baseball has also announced the playoff schedule for this season. Uh, the postseason will begin October 7th, and the World Series will begin October 28th and extend into November. What do you guys think of the schedule? We're playing in November. November again. Because like, you had to add another team. Now you've got a best of three instead right? of a one game. And, and the season started later this yep. year because it's... of the whole contract negotiation. Yep. They've got to end this before November. Like, <coughs> I hope this is the last time we see the playoffs How extend into it, November. Like, what do you, what do you, in, in realistically, what do you do? Like, I, and I, I you think play you, more double headers. You have to play more double headers, and you ensure that the season starts at the beginning of April. Yeah, like to me, it's yeah, you, you got to move it the other way, right? Like, if all these teams are doing spring training in Arizona and Florida, why isn't that starting the last week of January instead of 
catchers and pitchers reporting and then they're there for a week and then yeah like move that up two weeks and move everything up two weeks and like it should not be playing baseball again you're going to you're going through all the teams that are that could possibly be in there in the american league or the national league like you're going to play outdoors at yankee stadium in november like come on That's not after you. You still you don't want to affect the season. You you respect this hundred and sixty two games. These guys work their ass off all year long to play outdoors in November. And that's going to gonna decide kill. a championship. Yeah. And that's going to kill the Yankees too. Like we know that the ball doesn't travel in cold For weather, sure. right? And what did the Yankees do? Just blast home runs. For sure. Like they can't be happy <clears throat> about this. Like. If it means you play more doubleheaders, if it means you add more people to the major league roster, including pitchers, yeah. because you're playing more doubleheaders, yeah. then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, at the, look at the playoffs right now. And and this is not a World Series prediction by any stretch of the imagination. But you imagine playing a World Series game in Cleveland in November? Yeah. Oh, off the water of Lake Erie? Yeah. yeah. You're going to be Erie? freezing? That ball's going to that ball's going to drop off and uh, Javier Baez is going to swing at it, but it's going to fall instead of 60 feet, 6 inches, it's going to drop out about 38 feet yeah. and just freeze on the ground. <laughs> Strike one, Javi. <laughs> and more baseball talk later, but now it's Great. time for our play of the week. <laughs> <laughs> You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Oh wow! And our play of the week is also from the world of baseball. 2 2 from Teller. Fly ball, pretty well hit to left. Will it stay fair? Diaz runs out of room, and it is gone. A two run home run for Chandler Redmond to the opposite field. 3 1. Let's just say Redmond did miss it. Another opposite field blast, this time a grand slam for Chandler Redmond. Driven to left center field, Chandler Redmond, three homer day, leaves the yard. 1-1 pitch, high drive, right field, he just did it! Chandler Redmond, four home runs in four straight innings, he just hit for the home run cycle for Springfield. St. Louis Cardinals double-A prospect Chandler Redman hits a home run cycle, a solo shot, a two-run homer, a three-run homer, and a grand slam in four innings. That was voted by you as our play of the week. Well, there was a Michigan hockey goal. And if there is one play or series of plays in the same (laughs) game as was the case here, that would be the lacrosse-style goal in hockey. It's this, like... This is incredible. The guys hit four different home runs in a game. In a game. And they're all different home runs. In four innings. Yes. The game's not even an official game yet. He's already hit the home run cycle. I, I voted for the pitcher that just chased everybody. Oh, chased after everybody. <laughs> I, love, I love that guy. What did he hauled ass to second base. Yes, he, he was did. moving. Yeah. Why wasn't anybody covering second, though? I couldn't understand There's that. There's four guys standing at third, third base, base like they're uh, trying to decide what they're going to order at uh, the drive-thru. And, and the guy looked like John Rashad, who's running back to second. <laughs> <laughs> and the pitcher caught up to him. 
Like, so you mean he looked like an elite athlete worth every penny? Exactly, we're sure. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I meant. John Bolt was his name, I think. <laughs> the pitcher ran like he was chasing a, a for a chicken sandwich and wanted to eat Rashad. Right. <laughs> well, I can relate to that. <laughs> Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings Quality oh, that shows. There was a machete joke in there somewhere, oh, but I couldn't find oh, it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. As always, <laughs> Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram uh, if you want to follow us <laughs> and for future considerations on Facebook as well. On Mondays, we release the poll. You'll be able to see that on Monday uh, on uh, Twitter. Rashad always uh, using that slogan, release the poll on Mondays. <laughs> you vote for it, share it, like it, we'll review and uh, release the winner next week's episode he actually says it every day on vacation so <laughs> just standing there with his arms on his uh, hips well, look what he's wearing release the pole <laughs> jill's just why he's wearing that outfit gone. or suspenders or whatever that jill's just sitting in the pool uh, everybody's looking around and jill where's your husband uh, he's around here somewhere I, I don't know where he is but <laughs> are you ready And now it's time for Rapid Fire, when we have more listener questions to get to. Dennis in Chatham wants to know, what are the odds that the Vegas Golden Knights make the playoffs after losing Robin Leonard for the year? Who's our goalie? Logan Thompson? <laughs> Maybe John Rashad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stefan <laughs> Rar or whatever the hell. <laughs> Stefan! Whatever his name is. Get him out here. Like, I, don't, I don't think it's good. Like I think they missed the playoffs. I really do. They <laughs> may have Jack Eichel. <laughs> They may have Mark Stone coming back. They may have Petrangelo on the defense, but the Kings are getting better. The Ducks mm-hmm. are getting better. The Oilers are good. You have the Stars, the Wild, the Blues. Oh, yeah, the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche. Yeah. Plus the Preds and the Flames are in there in the NHL Western Conference. I don't like the Vegas Golden Knights' chances. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think they're going to be in tough. They're out! I mean, and you you said it right there that you know they missed the playoffs this past year by three points, so they were right there. But there's a lot of teams around them that have gotten better and they've gotten worse. I mean, you look at the the goaltending numbers, and they, it is what it is. Logan Thompson plays 19 games; he's got a 2.68 goals against average, 9.14 save percentage. I'm not entirely sure he was ever going to be proclaimed as the answer. There's not a lot of help out there either in the market. You've given away a lot of your your prospects and uh, and draft picks already, and there's not a lot of guys you'll be able to trade for. Um, so no, I I don't like the the situation for them as all, uh, at all. If only there was a goalie that they had in their system that they would have <laughs> treated properly and kept happy and kept him around, it's let too- him blossom, yeah. even though he was already an older flower, like, like a flower. Yeah. It's too yeah. bad you you let yeah. him walk, but uh, no, it's uh, look if uh, if. If I was a gambling man in Vegas, uh, I would not be putting money on these guys at all. I'd be putting on money for them to miss the playoffs. And Robin Owen Sound emailed us and he says he loves to watch Shohei Otani play. He says they might as well put him in the Hall of Fame already. Does Otani have a Hall of Fame career already, guys? Can't do that. Slow your roll. Four years pitching, five years hitting. The one year he only played like 40 games. Though. Right. He's only actually played 521 games. Oh. 
His career ERA, 320. Career batting average, 262. He has 476 hits. Yeah. You know, he, he may be good. Like, Bo Jackson was yeah. good, but he didn't have a long career. It's... And he's not in the hall, right? Like, Shohei's got to do it a little bit longer. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, if you do what you've done in the last four years, but you do it over 12 to 15 years, first ballot, easy. 100%. But after this... I mean, you know, things do, things go awry in the next couple of years. He just goes about the Don Mattingly and the Mark the Bird Fidrich and all those guys yeah. that just had huge success for a very short period of time. So, no, he's stop. Rob, stop. Slow down, Rob. Slow your roll, Rob. I got a question. Is Rob a Leafs fan? Is he one of these guys who has no. them winning the Stanley Cup if they win four preseason games in a row? He's a Wings fan. He's, he's a like, Wings fan. Oh, okay. He's all about the Iser plan. Oh, okay, okay. Then normally he's logical, but uh, Shohei gets him a little giddy. <laughs> Alan Tilbury messaged us. He wants to know if we had Chris Woodward as the next manager fired on our baseball bingo card after the Texas Rangers Good. made the move. Al, no. Yeah, I didn't have him on my bingo card, Al. Can I tell you, I even forgot about the Texas Rangers as a franchise. <laughs> If you had asked me uh, this day last week who the manager of the Texas Rangers was, I I would have no idea. And it doesn't matter now, but, I mean, you spent a ton of money on on two guys that weren't really going to turn anything around for you. And they they like uh, Jack Leiter coming up in the the system and and all that. They they wanted to change things around. But he's he's about as forgettable a major league manager as as there really did Texas – when he got hired, get any better than the day he left? No. Not at all. No. And Not at all. They're going to miss the playoffs for the sixth straight season. Yep. Yep. They should Speaking hire about Brad Osmus. <laughs> they should fire their GM and get Theo Epstein. <laughs> he goes to Texas. I'll never watch another baseball game again. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got the guy that's sweeping the concession stands at Comerica Park right now because he's got a great vision. <laughs> <laughs> and we pose this question on our social media feeds. The AFC West appears to be the best division in the NFL with the Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. But who has the second most competitive division? Oh, come on. Are you going to make me say it first? Yeah. I want to hear what you got. The AFC East, baby. Oh, come on. Listen, they actually have two teams that could go deep into the playoffs. hey Talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody, everybody <laughs> is on the Eagles bandwagon. They are. You should too. Actually, even though the NFC East is really competitive, I, I look at the AFC North and think <clears> – <throat> There are some really good teams there. Baltimore, Cleveland, yeah. Pittsburgh. There's Cincinnati went all the way to the Super Bowl, yeah. right, last year. Yeah. So that's got to be number two, all jokes aside. But there's there's always – there's there's a yeah, but with each of those teams, right? Pittsburgh, yeah, but they're quarterback. Baltimore, yeah, but Lamar Jackson fades in the playoffs. Cincinnati, yeah, but they were there last year. They're going to have the hangover. Cleveland, yeah, but Deshaun Watson. Like, So, you know what? I'm going to stay with the NFC East. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> 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 I, I don't I, like uh, clearly, and and I think we can all agree that the AFC West is is the best division uh, in the NFL. One hundred percent. Three really good teams, and then the Raiders. Yeah, and, and the the difference, Raiders will be lucky to make the playoffs. Oh, they'll be lucky to get to four wins. <laughs> they'll be on hard knocks again next year. Um, but, <laughs> but every other division has got like two really good teams. And then two uh, that are okay. I had the AFC North North written down for the same reasons that you mentioned. Baltimore is very good. Cleveland should be, could be, might be pretty good. Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl last year. They should be pretty good as well. The other one that still sneaks in there for me is the NFC West. You've got the Rams. You've got the Cardinals, who are also one of those up-and-coming teams. The time's about to run out on being up-and-coming. Right. Seattle is not going to be very good at all. San Francisco is going to be one of those odd teams this year, I think. So I don't think there's really a clear-cut second best, but the NFC West does look pretty good. And what do you guys think of the CFL East versus the CFO West? Definitely the West, right? Can't believe my Bombers lost. They did. They on should a, fire that kicker. On a shank field goal. Twice. The, the in guy, regulation <laughs> and then in overtime. The guy missed two field goals in the game, totaling 45 yards. Do you know what was the worst? Is that the 80-year-old woman who gave it to him and while he was working his second job at the grocery store the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, they were hard on him. I bet. Right? I bet. He couldn't even pack the groceries right for them. <laughs> they just had him in toiletries all week? <laughs> if, he, if, uh, if it misses, it's not going to break anything. <laughs> you know what? I, I, and I, I'm, with you, I'm with you, John. Look, the CFL West is, is a juggernaut. A juggernaut. <laughs> Yeah, look at it's, that. Not even, it's not even a question. Look at that East Division. The Toronto Argonauts running away with the division right now at oh, oh, four and four. <laughs> oh, they're four and four. Okay. It's not even close. Hamilton and Montreal hanging on for a playoff spot at three and six. <laughs> and then the, the Ottawa uh, Red Blacks are going back to, to play in, I think, U Sports, right? Next year. <laughs> the Windsor Essex High School. They're going to be playing right? the Essex Ravens. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. But I tell you, I tell you who in the CFL, I tell you who's been an unbelievable disappointment. Oh. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders at five and four. I've cashed out on my Grey Cup say, win. Have you bailed on them yet? I did to submit another one because their record's so bad, the odds are better, and they're just going to run through everybody oh, to play. This please. is a playoff built team, and and uh, they're playing the BC Lions this week, John. I got uh, I got your Field of Dreams ticket on this game right here. <laughs> well, John's BC Lions. Do I know. Watch out for them. You don't have to tell me that. Look at that. 295 points scored, the highest t- points total in the CFL. Too bad they can't play defense. 3 and 0 on the road? <laughs> Unbelievable, this team. Hey, when you have a good quarterback, it's all you need in that league, I'll tell you. <laughs> It's it's true. Like realistically, John, like and, and and let's be serious for a second here. When when you're coming into the season and you're you're looking at things, did you think Nathan Rourke 
was going to be as much of an animal as he's been this year. Light it up. No, no, I could not believe that first game. I was just laughing my ass off in that first game. I'm like, this guy looks like a Hall of Famer in his first game. This guy's an animal. Look, you got three receivers over 600 yards already. The Lions haven't had that in 25 years. The Detroit Lions, Dominique Rimes, Keon Hatcher, Lucky Whitehead, our boy, Lucky Whitehead. Lucky. What a great Love third that. option he's been. They're, they've been sensational. What a what a club. I would never bet for them, John, because I don't want to ruin this for you. The one thing you've got going right now in sports with the 7-1 and one BC Lions that will eventually collapse at some point. James <laughs> Butler's been great in the backfield. But what a team. What a team to watch. <laughs> <laughs> John loves it when we talk. He does. Pal. He does. He's a he, he he's really impressed because we actually know more names than he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm pretty guilty of mostly just watching the Lions games. Yeah, you watch the BC, but I mean, who can blame you? Really? Like, you want to talk about uh, just the the overall. Uh, beauty of this of this team look i'm thinking of dressing as tj lee for halloween that guy's scary man 32 tackles he's got two strips he's got two interceptions that guy's scary man it's unbelievable like but really you have to give it up to zach caleros right like uh, you know what i'm glad you mentioned zach he deserves this he deserves he deserves all the mvp talk that he's getting in the CFL. Absolutely. See? Even uh, Rashad knows. I see. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. You got to pump it up. And now it's time for Pump It or Dump It. And remember, we're playing pre-90s classics and wondering if we would still play the songs at a party today. We're getting a ton of submissions, which we love, but I moved this one to the top of the pile after what we saw Lions rookie Aiden Hutchinson sing this song at the Lions Rookie Talent Show. People always told me And then now here's the real song. Of course, that song is Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, released in 1982. And this song was submitted by Aaron and Bell River. So, fellas, pump it or dump it. You know what? One more comment about the BC Lions, if I can. <laughs> Sean White, not the not the snowboarder, the kicker, 87.5% success rate this year. That's that's unbelievable. Uh, look, there's, there's, only, there's only a few songs that the first few beats – set a room on fire and i was at a wedding reception on saturday and this song came on and there was a was lucky whitehead there you know whatever the dj was he looked like a, a lucky whitehead he, he, that, if you were to guess what his name was lucky hey look play play another one this song comes <laughs> on there's a poutine bar in the back corner at this at this reception I watched people leave plates at the poutine bar to go dance to Billie Jean. 
Classic. Classic. Pump it for sure. Aaron nailed it right on the head. And good job, Rashad, moving this to the top of the pile. This is a big time pump. Rashad, are you a big Billie Jean fan? Yeah, I like this song. Do you yeah, know I all like the words? Uh, yeah, I think I probably know most of them. I'm not going <laughs> to sing them. <laughs> like, I think you could replace Billie Jean with John Rashad, oh. and the song would be still outstanding. <laughs> I don't, ha- you know what? I don't hate it. Right? I don't hate it. <laughs> what do you think, John? Maybe, John, like, just a couple bars. Like, come on, give us a couple bars. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come is that, on. Where is that dog barking? Is that at your place or is that at mine? Because as soon as Matt started doing that, the dog started barking. Look, there's dogs barking everywhere. There's, there's literally dogs barking everywhere. The cicadas. Inside my house, outside my house, in your house. <laughs> Jeremiah Masoli is not my love. <laughs> so it's because Matt is singing. All the dogs come out for Matt singing. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Matt did. Matt did. <laughs> it was me. We, we finally figured that out. Oh, man. <laughs> and that does it for this episode for our debate. <laughs> and on that note, what Rashad a says. Seamless out on this one. Oh, Rashad says, that's enough, boys. That's enough. All right, I got to get to bed. I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> this is our only show for the week. No overtime needed for Friday as people enjoy the summer vacation. But spend some time with us. Go back. Listen to some of the conversations that we've had with some of our previous guests. Yeah, what about uh, highlighting Michael Durazio's episode 112, all the way back all 112, way. and Manny had dark hair and Rashad had hair. <laughs> Today's Michael's birthday, so we want to wish Michael, or it was yesterday. It was, it was yesterday. Tuesday, I don't yeah. know what's going on anymore. Michael's birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday, Michael. Go back and uh, take a listen to that uh, episode 112 with Michael Durazio. And we have some amazing guests lined up for the next few weeks. So stay tuned. A little bit of a lull right now in the middle of summer, but uh, we're coming back stronger as we have a lot of guests uh, chomping at the bit to join us. Yeah, looking forward to that. By the way, look for more information on our social media feeds for the first ever for future considerations fantasy football league. Sign up, take part, see if you can beat the hosts who apparently know a whole lot about the CFL. Let's see how much we know about the NFL. Yeah, what are the chances of us getting uh, Dane Evans in the pool here? Zach Caleros is easily a first-round pick. Nick Arbuckle. Dalton Schoen as wide receiver, starting wide receiver one. Easy. Thank you. The FFC FFL is going to (laughs) be something you're not going to want to miss. Stay tuned for more information on that. And and just in the world of sports in general, on the social media networks, podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. Whatever's happening in sports, if it's on podcast FFC, it matters. If it's not, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, if you have any show or guest suggestions or questions or comments like we had this week, um, email us for future considerations at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors again, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and our good friend Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. 
We want to end this episode by saying uh, farewell to uh, a man that we all know, uh, Bill Murdoch, a former member of provincial parliament in the province of Ontario. We actually all worked with him. Uh, mm-hmm. whether it was covering him mm-hmm. or whether he was at the radio station working at some sort of function. He eventually hosted a talk show at the radio station where we all worked at up in Owen Sound. He passed away Tuesday um, after um, uh, a lengthy illness. And yeah. um, we wish Bill, uh, Bill's family um, all the best during this difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um He's been in hospice for the last few weeks. Um, so I know that the family has sort of been preparing for this, but it's never easy when you lose to a level. Absolutely. Um, I worked uh, downstairs in the creative department and uh, Bill didn't have much reason to come down, but uh, he's uh, he was on the second floor, but he would always pop in, say hello, have a quick little conversation. He made sure that he went around the entire building and just had a quick little chat with most of the people um, in the front office uh, in sales upstairs on air. So yeah, he will be missed around our radio station for sure. Never, uh, never, never passed up a microphone. Anytime there was a microphone, never a dull moment. Yeah, and there was never a dull moment. No polls are only good for, for a place for dogs to have a pee. He didn't care about polls, election polls, or anything like that. There was never a dull moment. Spoke his mind, and he will be remembered fondly. Our thoughts and prayers uh, with him and his family, of course. Thank you again for listening to For Future Considerations, and we will talk to you all next week. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.